This is You've Got Five Options show. My name is Anna. And my name is Candice. And today, Marta is not here. And probably you are wondering where the hell is Marta. Mm-hmm. But if you follow us quite closely, you might notice that every Halloween special, Marta has a very important issue to solve mm-hmm. or a very important event to attend. And for some reason, I am left with Halloween special all by myself. I am not trying to say that this is a conspiracy. I think that she's a witch and she's doing some sort of weird ceremony yeah, so for Halloween in secret. Exactly. That could be a, yeah. a, a good a good uh, idea. I yeah. think that could be it. It's a possibility. It's a, a possibility. A good witch, though. <laughs> okay, I will tell you what the official version is. The official mm. version is she's on a spiritual retreat. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. That's, well, how I, they, that's how they call them. That's, hey, I've done it. I've done it. So that's what they call it. So we'll see what mm-hmm, what she's mm-hmm. mixing with on Halloween at a spiritual retreat. But Yeah, it's very strange that the spiritual retreat is on Halloween, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not commenting. But Marta <laughs> is not here. But uh, exactly because of that, we have a special guest co-host. And uh, this is... Oh my God! Please, 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 God, Candice, Candice. Yes, yes. You're uh, you're saying it with a perfect accent that I really love. It makes it sound so much fancier than it actually is, which is Candice. It's a very Americanized name. So okay, <laughs> we so, went through this. Last yeah, it's like I I have such a huge problem with pronouncing names that I am not familiar with, and I don't know why. I, in general, oh. I don't remember names of the people. It's like I remember faces, but not Same. names. Same. That's why I'm just think. Hey, girl. Hey, hun. Oh, yeah. You uh, sweets. Thank you. I, yeah, I, but I, I, I will, will be nev- using that. Yeah, I will never forget a face, and so that's why I know people so much. But names will escape me. Yeah. But I actually remember. It's funny because I'm also kind of bad with names, but I'll remember names that are very different, um, very like global, more than American names. Okay. Of people, because I really will pay attention to it mm-hmm. rather than I'm like. Ashley was it? <laughs> See, yeah, you know. Ashley's so. You American. wouldn't forget a Roberto. Jesus is what I would say. That you would never forget a. I can't roll my eyes. Roberto. Thank you, Roberto. I'll never forget it. That now. Unfortunately, we have no Roberto in the studio. We have uh, Dave with us for David. our David mm-hmm. for our Halloween special, and I have invited Candice because. Um, Two reasons. Number one reason, we were actually supposed to meet once. Yes. And that was on our other radio show, Small Business Rising. But uh, that was also the time when my daughter Gabriela was sick. I had mm. to stay home. So Marta had a show with you and with her guest co- co-host at that time, Sine. That's number one. And number two, I had a feeling that we vibed in a special way. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't, then I look like such an idiot right now because <laughs> Candice is 
like we vibed vulnerability. really. No, really, did we vibe? Okay, lady, you're crazy. But it's a good yeah. show to be crazy because yes. it's a Halloween special, and there will be a lot of crazy thing happening today. Lots of crazy. Thing. I will say the one not crazy thing is that we totally did vibe, um, and it was funny because we hadn't met ex- it before about yeah. ten minutes ago. So unbelievable. Uh, this is the. The Halloween special. This, this is Halloween with special. With special effects. This is Halloween. This, this is Halloween. 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 In this town Did we leave? call home. You know Everybody hail to the pumpkin's home. In this town. <laughs> also crazy, we didn't practice that. Y'all. I know. No, that Not was fresh. That was live on air for Ooh. everybody. To hear. Uh, actually, I have to say that I'm very happy that the show starts in such a cheerful manner. We have to. Because there will be some heavy, heavy topics and heavy stories that we will be talking yes. about today. And I will just try to walk you briefly through what we are planning to do, mm. which probably we will not because we have so many cool and interesting material that probably yeah. we will we will not cover everything. Yeah. But we are planning to talk a little bit about Halloween in general, what Halloween is mm-hmm. and how do we celebrate Halloween in Poland. By the way, we don't. And you will know <laughs> what we will do instead of that. And Candice will share what uh, what is the Halloween celebrations in specifically California, because I think yeah. US is just like, you know, U.S. is a huge country. I have yeah. a feeling that states, uh, each and every state is like a little country on its own. Very much that. So I, I'm sure a lot of the things I'll share are going to be similar to many in the states, but there are particular things for each state, each family, each county. So it's, yeah, it varies. But So I'm very curious to hear that. And then we will jump into our storytelling competition, mm-hmm. which we will... Actually, no, we will first share a true crime story from our region, yes. from where we are. And I prepared something really, really um, heinous. Grim. Grim. <laughs> yes, it's actually called one of the most heinous crimes in the history of communistic Poland. And, you know, with a communistic vibe, that's even worse. Yeah. Candice, you actually had uh, quite uh, quite a challenge with choosing one because California is full of... Uh, yes. It's happening. It's, 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 it's happening. really where it's happening. As far as true crime, y'all got to get there. We got beach and true crime and cults. It's it's happening. No, yeah, I, I truly had to go um, and reach out to a few of my friends and make like a poll to say which one should I do. And I spent the last roughly 14 hours just diving into true crimes and I explored so much. So I settled on one for today, but... There's so many more we could talk yeah. about. Yeah, maybe we will actually open a separate podcast about this. Who knows? Who knows? Global true crime. Ooh, yes, la la. exactly. <laughs> because I, I know that there is a lot of true crime podcast in Poland, for instance. Yes. In Polish language. But people yeah. don't know how finesse and grim Polish murderers can Ooh. be. So maybe that's something. No, I don't know. Yeah. We will see. We will we'll see, see after today. Yeah, yeah we'll we will start see off. Af- yeah. So then we will jump into the storytelling storytelling competition because this year, like last year, I have announced a competition for our listeners. And I ask for the listeners to send us a scary, spooky, authentic stories that happened either to them 
or to their loved ones or friends. So mm. we are going for something that is authentic. Mm. And we have received a couple of stories. We received a short story mm. that was really cool, but didn't really met the criteria because it's a kind of like a novella. Yeah, it was re it was a novella. And I, I think you said you were going to be posting it on the website so people yes. could find it because it was really interesting. But we wanted to kind yeah. of secure this for the spooky. Exactly. Nefarious. So Mark Bennett, your story will be posted on our website uh, for everyone to read because I think it's a really good piece of writing. Absolutely. And it has it, it, it is a really good short story. Mm. But we will focus on the authentic stories. And we have three. We have two recordings and one story that was sent uh, to me over uh, Messenger that I have uh, prepared for you to read by myself. Mm -hmm. And if we will have more time after this, because I also think that we yeah. will discuss the stories. Come on, we have to. We have to have some reactions. Then we will this. also share our stories, our spooky stories, and mm. maybe some movie recommendations. But here yeah. we need to be quite careful because the time is running and we are in a fantastic, fantastic company. And yeah. this is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 We don't need a jingle for this that's show. Also, that's, well, that's going to be the jingle for the true, the Global True Crime podcast that we start at some point. Yes, exactly. I think this is, this is, you guys are so well synced, you know. <laughs> this is, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. Right. This but, okay, why this Halloween is special? Let's, mm -hmm. let's think about this because it yes. is special for yes. many reasons. First of all, it's Halloween, but also mm -hmm. we have interesting astrological vibes around it so mm -hmm. candice i will give you the mic now yeah and you will tell us a little bit about this yes so uh just like i <laughs> did on our last uh, <coughs> last time i came in um i me and Anna, one of the things we really vibed about <laughs> or vibed on was our love of astrology and just interest in it and this month really 2020 has been a really um incredible in all senses of the word astrological really kind of, no yeah no way right between um, halloween the whole year around really. exactly truly it has been yeah. crazy and, and we're currently still with mars in retrograde for i feel a few more days um mercury's in retrograde so if you're seeing technical issues happening that's going to be moving direct in a in a few weeks i believe um but this one on halloween one it's rare because there's going to be a full moon on halloween so already ooky spookiness yeah. um but this full moon is going to be in taurus and it's actually super special it's called a blue moon and blue moons are specifically when there are it's the second full moon in a calendar month and they're very rare. They occur every like two or three years. But I just realized I was watching a movie last night and and someone was saying like, yeah, once in a blue moon. And I just recently got that saying because they are yeah. really rare. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're having a blue moon. So that's really exciting. It's also exciting because this blue moon is so luminescent. It's one of the first or it is the first blue moon that's going to be visible for the whole globe. The f since the first time, really, uh, yeah, since World War Two. This is Halloween. Say no more, man. Exactly. So because it's it's this whole science you can read about, but it's like the time zones and, and it's matching up in a perfect way that the full moon will be visible in all areas of the globe during that one that day. So that's its own. Uh, that's its own kind of uh, energy that's going to be working there. People stay home. I don't stay know. Home. Yeah, it's it's going to be a heavy one. And a lot of people I know, even my friends who are more sensitive and really study the moon, they're like, this energy has been crazy. And you can look at now. It's been 
very, very luminous, very bright. Um, but yeah, so this full moon really being in Taurus, if we get a little bit, a little bit geeky, uh, the full moon's going to be in Taurus. The sun is in Scorpio right now. So what you can kind of play with with that is that Taurus is a lot about this grounding energy, this earth energy. And Scorpio is a water sign, people forget. It's my rising. Uh, but it's a lot about letting go and transformation and kind of letting things die, as is the season. So right now in this full moon, this energy, it's finding this balance between grounding and letting things go and taking new things and letting things go and really finding a balance with that push and pull. Uh, it's also this moon is going to be tied to Uranus, which is the ruler of freedom. So again, revolution, transformation is very possible under this full moon energy. And full moon energies can last like plus or minus three days, kind of like the big energy mm -hmm. around there. And for our listeners, uh, on November 3rd, a little bit after the new moon is the U.S. election. So talk about a time for revolution and transformation and this full moon and all the rest of the things in the sky. So, yeah, that's a that's a basic report about the moon and what is going to be at play during uh, this Halloween 2020. Wow, that, that was really great, Candice. I think that you have just uh, really squeezed the essence of, of what is going on. And I really think that anyone who ever was skeptical about astrology, and I know that many people are because yeah. we totally kind of got used to reading the uh, rather uh, stupid childish, you know, uh, horoscopes in mm -hmm. the newspaper, right? Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily it. If you would follow the astrologers from the very beginning of this year, you would Ooh, say that yeah. they were able to predict almost everything that has been mm -hmm. happening with all the movements, the social movements, the revolutions, mm -hmm. the pandemic. It's actually quite, it's uncanny. It's, yeah. it's spooky. It's scary. And uh, guys, if you remember one of our shows that we did in the past, I don't remember which episode, we actually talked about full moon. Mm -hmm. And uh, we exchanged that, Candice, when we yeah. were talking that yeah. some cities are actually putting more uh, police force on the police stations because mm -hmm. they know from statistics that on a full moon, people are committing more crimes. Mm -hmm. And this is actually backed up by a scientific data. Well, scientific data, statistics, yeah. basically. So they are measuring that and they are actually backing up the police uh, stations with more officers on duty. So this is um, yeah. not a funky business. It's not. I One of my, not favorite, but a fact I remember reading about astrology is that in the past, because <clears throat> it's kind of like we went through this evolution where astrology was kind of the science that many people lived by worked for by thousands of for years. thousands of years and then it's kind of the short blimp where it's like oh no that's just honky tonk um but you know even i, I forget exactly the, the years but i feel like within the last hundred years it used to be that doctors wouldn't do surgery around full moons or certain people would look at your astrological chart uh before having partnerships or doing meetings on certain days so this was a time that uh it, it hasn't been so long that we've been kind of detached from it but it's really interesting there's so many incredible there is a, co a quote that is a uh, uh, is a uh, yeah they i think they they say that jp morgan said it it is JP uh, Morgan yeah it's a, yeah it's a tribute to JP Morgan but it says uh, millionaires don't believe in astrology astrology billionaires billionaires do yup yup it's okay. that I've I've read articles about that and how many people have like many successful business entrepreneurs or business people have personal astrologers 
to tell yeah. them when to yeah, make well, the, the deals and this person and working with these signs. And there so. is a, this an interview that I heard with an astrologer based in New York in the city, mm-hmm. in the, and she said that all her clients were are coming to ask her yep. for for business stuff. Yeah, they were all like uh, you know stockbrokers yeah. and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even heard of companies who are uh, hiring uh, astrology consultants. Ooh. Seriously, that's already happening. And I will tell you something. You made a very great point. That was something that was an integral part of of many cultures. You mm-hmm. know, looking at still the is. still is, and I think it's the science dogma. Not mm-hmm. science itself, but the science dogma that pushed out mm. the astrology saying it's woo-woo, it's mm-hmm. uh, cosmic mambo-jumbo and stuff yeah. like this. But um, yeah, there is a, the proof is in a pudding. You cannot deny it. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say it. I'm well, we, we, we will, we've been sold a model of the universe yeah. that doesn't necessarily integrate everything that we experience. Therefore, woo-woo? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's definitely gonna be a topic on our other podcast. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But guys, yeah. okay, as we promised, we will start with the Halloween celebrations yes. in Poland and California. Yes, because California in this podcast will be like a separate country. Um, <laughs> it is in, yeah. in many ways. It truly is. I think it truly <laughs> is. So I have prepared something uh, for you about. Uh, how we celebrate Halloween in Poland. Mm -hmm. And actually, we do not celebrate Halloween Mm. in Poland. I think now we do because it's mostly for the kids. (laughs) Commercialization. Yes, exactly. Commercialization of of all of this. But I'm not sure if you know that celebration of Halloween and the entire... transition from first to from 31st of October to 1st of November mm-hmm. and even from 1st of November to 2nd of November mm-hmm. is as old as the most ancient old cultures right so this is actually something that was adopted by Christianity afterwards this mm-hmm. is something that was adopted by the modern culture in a form of Halloween mm-hmm. but this has existed in Celtic cultures you know I think it's called I don't know if I will pronounce it cole- correctly Samhain it's on Sam- Samhain. It's a really, I I look this up and my friend always reminds me. Yeah, it's a really interesting, um, you know, pronunciation to spelling. But yeah, Samhain. It came from the Celtic tradition, which was more, again, just the transition of this year, uh, welcoming in the dark winter and the harvest and giving gratitude for what was harvested. Um, And they believed also that one night a year around this time that the veil or the barriers were kind of thinned between the other realms and the spirits and that the ghost could basically more easily return to earth. So, and I I really love this because they also would, um, they would give thanks for the harvest, but they would also throw any like damaged goods or things into a huge bonfire Mm -hmm. and to celebrate and to also kind of protect themselves against the spirits in both ways. It it goes because some were welcoming and some were kind of wanting more protection, of course. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so the the classic traditions, they would lo- light the bonfires, they would make animal or crop sacrifices to the Celtic deities, uh, and they would dress in clothing, in different types of clothing, to exactly. ward off ghosts. And some would also use that time with the heightened energy to tell each other's future. So it was a time of ceremony for sure. Um, and then I forgot exactly which year, but then also to talk about that, that was the 31st. And then at one point, the... Pope at that time on November 3rd declared that All Saints Day. So then it was also kind of this transition of, okay, you know, the spooky, the 
the eerie and then also a celebration of you know, the light or the spirit or whatever. Exactly. I have this note that in the ninth century, the Western Christian Church shifted the date of All Saints Day to 1st of November, while 2nd November later became All Souls Day. Mm. And this is what we exactly celebrate in Poland. So we Ah. don't celebrate the Halloween, but because we are a Catholic country, we celebrate All Saints Day on the 1st of November and All Souls Day on the 2nd Mm. of November. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, but you know, Catholicism, so, you know what the meaning of Catholicism is? No? Universal. It, it, con- it brings yeah. on everything. Yes. Okay. Well, it's a it's a patchwork, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. Right, absolutely. But, yeah, but I can tell you guys that... Um, okay, so I will tell you how it is in Poland. Yeah. Currently in Poland, or actually when I was still living there, so we have the All Saints Day and All Souls Day on the 2nd of November. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge celebration uh, of the of the dead people, the ones that passed away. Mm-hmm. So what is happening on the 1st of, because 1st of November is a day free of work. It's a public holidays. Uh-huh. And the 2nd is not. So technically okay. you should celebrate the dead of, of your families on the second, but people merged it into two because this is not a day when you can uh, do it because you have to go to work. Right. So what we do, we go to cemeteries, we clean the graves, we put flowers, mm. we put candles, and we basically think about those who passed away. I would say that in a nutshell, that's how the modern celebration look like. Yeah. So on 1st of November, all the cemeteries in Poland, they look like they are basically burning because there is so many candles on mm. every single grave and it actually looks really wow. beautiful i'm sure yeah um and there is still a lot of resistance towards halloween because mm. people think okay halloween is like you know uh, against the seriousness and and uh, right. catholicism not knowing that halloween actually is the oldest celebration and it's the catholic church who kind of you know took over and made something yeah. out of it right but i will tell you something very interesting something that was and i will quote it i will read it mm-hmm. so good luck to me <laughs> uh, so uh, this is something uh, that was more popular in the past now this tradition is dying mm-hmm. In, pre- uh, in pre-Christian period, the cult of the dead accompanied almost all celebrations in Poland. Even in the 19th century, in the east of Poland, sacrificial ceremonies were held with uh, recalling the dead, known as memorials. They are considered relics of the pagan ance- ancestor mm-hmm. worship, right? Mm-hmm. And then in Poland, during All Souls Day, cemeteries are visited, graves are decorated, candles are lit. This I have told you, and mm-hmm. this is still, this is still yeah. happening. Um, this practice is related to the pre-Christian custom of lightning fires on graves and crossroads mm. to lead people during that night in a right direction. It is. Be- it was believed that the flames warm the souls wandering on the earth and protect them from evil powers. Mm. Yes, in the eastern parts of Poland, All Souls Day feasts were held, eaten at homes or on graves, to ensure the favor of the dead and to help them achieve peace. This rite was called Dziady. Actually, we even have a very, uh, like an important uh, book written by one of the most important Polish writers called Dziady about this, and it's from 19th century. Uh, I could quote and quote, but I will tell you that 
it is still believed, but not so much practiced, that the night from the 1st to 2nd of November is the night when the souls of the deceased one are coming into earth. Mm -hmm. In 19th century, people were staying home for the night. The taverns right. were closed. People were not, it was not like not allowed. No one dared to go on the street because yeah. it was assumed, it was a collective knowledge that the de the souls of the pa dead one are wandering around the streets. They were so going to be all up in those streets. So. Exactly. So uh, this is actually quite interesting. In one of the cities in Poland or the region, it was believed that on 1st of November, all the crowds that are gathering on the trees to observe the people who are going to visit cemetery are the souls of the children that are coming back to look for their parents when they come to visit their grave. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Okay. So uh, the funny thing is that until the beginning of 20th century, on that day and on the night from 1st to 2nd, it was not allowed to do any activities that required a lot of movement and force. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, making a batter or, or wiping something because you could harm a soul that came uh, on that day. So mm. it was not allowed to actually do any activities that could hurt the invisible soul that is maybe sitting next to you. So it was wow. that much believed. And uh, in the ghost hour of all souls night, there were um, different sounds heard by people. People were claiming that they heard the cracking, knocking and all kinds of things. Yeah. So it was commonly believed that this is the night when the dead are coming back to earth to visit mm, visit i don't know what would yeah. be the purpose probably visit. to scare the shit out of people <laughs> but Both. also uh, to ask for favors to ask for a prayer mm -hmm. and so on so on so this is a bit about the polish oh my god i'm losing my voice <laughs> <laughs> polish celebrations of halloween wow <laughs> that was oh. so thorough and so interesting i knew nothing about that so i'm so excited because we didn't share or we didn't trade a bunch no, of our stories before so i i'm getting to learn this now but that's so interesting and yeah i think it's it's fascinating to see how especially like we talked about with astrology how patterns come back um how we used to this used to be something that we lived by and then it's gone through this phase maybe and which is going to be my side of like a californian halloween um went through maybe this more commercialized capitalistic mm -hmm. way, but now so many people are um, kind of reverting back or really taking their own time to decide what this yeah, but season the, the, means this for them. Is, this is deep because it goes to the connection with ancestors, no? Absolutely. Exactly. This is what it's all about. And know? that's where I feel yeah. like it's similar and and I, I don't know every detail and I'm sure I would love to learn more, but I feel like it, that sounds more similar to uh, Dia de los Muertos, mm -hmm. like in uh, Spanish culture, Mexican yeah. specifically. Yeah, because we yeah. come from the Catholic Sort Absolutely, of, it's a shootout mixed with the mm -hmm. Mexican. Absolutely, and it's more of a, a celebration and a welcoming and a and a respect for it. And I think there's so many people that, of course, <laughs> speak with California, and but in America, there's so many people that we have such a wide variety of cultures. So again, there's so many cultures that do have their own special days that they. Um, utilize that energy to speak with ancestors or, or give thanks or give prayers. Um, and I do believe Halloween is one of those days around this time, around this season. But I will say growing up, 
uh, most of the traditions were very much costumes, candy filled, like scary movies, uh, the typical. And 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 it's funny because I feel like now I'm I'm not reckoning with it, but figuring out what we want to do, especially with Halloween and COVID style. I'm like, do I even really want to get a bunch of candy this? season yeah. is that necessary like do I want to keep with this tradition um but yeah I mean Halloween growing up in California I remember like the OG we'd go trick-or-treating so trick-or-treating I'm sure most people know when you now it's like what is trick-or-treating um we would you know knock on people's doors and get lots of candy and like the OG we used to just use our pillowcases so we would get like the <laughs> biggest pillowcase and be like oh this is getting filled up by the end of the night we used to have <laughs> maps of like the good houses that would give away like the full-size candy bars and it would go around school like oh the McMillan's like up on Bannister like they have the good you have to those get there first McMillan's yeah did. it's those <laughs> McMillan's it was just yeah it was it was so funny and then I think that's when I realized I was like maybe I'm too old for this when I have a full map of like the good <laughs> candy <laughs> we're like on our scooters yeah, oh, this, this looks like a business model, not like yeah, a exactly. I was anymore. like, maybe yeah, maybe I should uh, grow up a little bit. No, I think trick or treating at all ages. So yeah, it was a lot of trick or treating, carving pumpkins, which David just did for the first time. I know, I did. I did my first pumpkin carve, and I was actually decent. I think yeah? I, I, what, felt, I felt proud. What was it? was it? A shape or a face? I or did a, the the oogie boogie man. <gasps> You know, it's so funny. I got a Facebook memory for 10 years ago when I did two pumpkins and one was Jack Skellington and the other was Zero. Ooh la la. We are just, this. There you go. Nightmare Before Christmas. It, was, yeah. it wasn't on my movie list, but I'm just putting that on there. Obviously. It's, a, it's a Christmas movie. That's a funny thing. Well, it's both. That's why yeah. I love it. It's like the perfect that you can just really watch or I watch from October yeah. to really January, yeah. let's yeah. be honest. That's true. So, and yeah, so watching Nightmare Before Christmas, again, watching Halloween movies, having sleepovers, carving pumpkins, uh, costume contests, which that was a huge thing in like middle school. But also I know again in college, I was the costume person. I had <laughs> literally a costume box and we would organize because, I mean, I went to college in San Diego. So it was like there was a party on the Thursday night, the Friday night and the Saturday of the weekend around the week of Halloween. So I used to have like three different costumes each year. That serious. I was like, that was my job for October. It was like, and the costumes. And I was, I've kind of been known for it. And now it's funny that I'm probably just going as myself an empowered self for this Halloween. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, I, just a funny story. But the one, one of my favorite costumes I did was um, Rafiki from Halloween or from Halloween from uh, Lion King. And it was, I went on a Thursday night party as Rafiki. This was a mistake because on Friday I had a final, right? And I was like, oh, I'll do it. But I painted my face like full, the blue, the white, like the full face makeup. And I had like a staff that I put like some <laughs> berries on and it was great. I had a blue butt. It was perfect. It was great. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand by that costume. But then the next morning when I tried to wash it off, it didn't come all the way off. No, it didn't. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. So I sat in I the back of that final. Like, just still, like, I tried to cake on more makeup on top, but you could just still see the blue around my eyes and the red rouge. I just looked like a, a walking drag queen. And <laughs> which also, I mean, it was, Hall you know, Halloween weekend, so it still worked. But I, yeah, I stand by that costume. So, yeah. Do that's, we have a picture? We have a picture. I can send it in. I have a and picture. We of will include yeah. it in the show notes of this episode, uh, which you will be able to find on the five options.com five as a number. If you want to see Candice in her wonderful <laughs> costume that she will stand for till the end of the day. Till the end of the day. So 
Commitment. Yeah. You have yeah. to go but, yeah. and, and, and visit our website and see. I, I swear the paint's still on my skin. Um, but yeah, so I, I would say one thing, one tradition that was more near and dear to where I grew up in California, which is Southern California in the San Bernardino County, um, or sorry, Riverside County. And so there's this one street that it's actually really known. It's called Thoroughbred Street. And it's actually really known for having incredible Christmas um, decorations. And basically all of the houses on this huge stretch of street, it's just grown over the years. It's like they've committed every house has incredible Christmas lights and they have animations and they start like having hot chocolate and things. So you can just walk through and people stay in their cars or walk and you can just walk through and see all the beautiful lights. But then it started even bleeding into Halloween. So you could go during Halloween and have hot chocolate and get tricks and treats and snacks and some houses would do insane um, like haunted houses or they would have lights but all Halloween there was one of my favorite houses that was full nightmare before Christmas like every year and they would get new characters every year it was it was epic so that was definitely something that was a fun um, kind of more specific to my hometown activity that was I wonder what those people did for living it, that's, it was like a pretty nice area. And it's so funny. My best friend lives around that area. And so it got so crazy that you know, f- starting in November, she wouldn't be able to get home. They would like block off the streets because so many people would try to be walking through and, mm-hmm. and driving through. That's it's like, commitment. Yeah. It, yeah, it's famous. But yeah, it's, it's I the... They swear that my best friend's mom was the one who like started. It was like, we should put lights on. But it's just really nice people that are like committed to to doing that. And I think you can tell that they really put their heart into it every year. And it's really fun. So, yeah, I actually have an additional announcement to anyone who lives in Vile. And I bet there is a street like this in Orhusla as well. Oh, I'm sure. There is a street in Vile where they actually do the full blown Christmas uh, decorations. Uh, we have passed it, I think, last year, yeah. I believe. And it's like your eyes hurt because they yeah. have like some kind of moving objects. It's definitely not right. like in, in States. I, I'm sure that, you know, it's like a poor cousin version of, of <laughs> what you have seen there. If I can find a picture, I'll try to. to but uh, but uh, for the Danish conditions, they really are trying to outdo themselves. And this is one street. So you can see that they are clearly in a competition mm-hmm. because they are now trying the house, you know, in front, try to outdo the other house. Yeah. I will try to find this info and post it because I think they are very much into like, come and see our decorations. Ooh. So this is actually uh, something that have spread to Denmark yeah. as well. I love that. And there's even um, local radio stations will play or like people have make a station so that you can play a song that matches the light show that they're doing. So you can sit out and like log in and listen to a song that matches how the lights are dancing on the house. It's an experience. We've really done I know it's a ham horn. It's gonna go. So yeah, that's that I feel like that's a a roundabout of Cali. I have to say that, uh, first of all, we are almost halfway into the program and we only went through the first first topic. So I think that the next one should be the storytelling competition yeah. just to make sure that we will give those stories a proper place. And yeah. then we will see how it will go. Maybe we will leave true crime for another time. Mm, we will see. We will yeah, see. We'll see. But uh, I just have one observation based on what you have uh, described about the Halloween in California. Mm. And uh, you said at the very beginning something that is quite known in different cultures, that this is a day when the veil between our uh, our world 
and the outer world, which mm-hmm. you can see as, I don't know, the realm of the dead, but also other realms. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, in a Celtic tradition, it was believed that you can see fairies right. and other magical creatures. Mm-hmm. That veil is very thin, so you can actually communicate with the other realms. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can also communicate with your ancestors and... Yes basically ask them either for advice or pray for them. And I had that very um, unsettling feeling in my stomach when I was thinking that Halloween was introduced at the beginning of 20th century with all this commercialization. Because Mm. now people and, and kids are focused on getting the costume. Getting the candies, watching the movie, having a party, and they don't really remember or they are not aware that this is actually a time where they can have a deep reflection and try to have a connection with something deeper. So, of course, uh, my uh, conspiratorial gene is saying (laughs) that someone was messing up with this, you know, it's like Coca-Cola stole Christmas with their Santa and stuff like this type of thing. But um, I think I will have a very special uh, message to our listeners today. You are about to experience uh, very special days in front of you. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend you to maybe just uh, among all those costumes and candies, take an hour for yourself. Think about the ones that passed. Try to listen to your inner voice. Try to listen to your intuition and see what comes to you. Because this is the day to do it. 31st, 1st of November, 2nd of November. These three days are quite magical. Absolutely. And this is also, it's truly the days and the energies. This is the season for it. Um, and yeah, I think it's its also within us to make our own traditions and to see what things we want to keep and which things we want to let go and which things we want to restore for our families or loved ones. But yeah, I love that um, that suggestion just to take some time to connect, to ground, to let go, to reflect and to, yeah, give some gratitude for yeah. all those yeah, uh, of course, I will have a, you know, like, maybe not necessarily involve your five-year-old into let's try to talk to grandpa that passed away. Let's uh, dust that Ouija board. Uh, yeah. no, let's, let's, you know, some kids can get freaked out, but right. small steps. Small steps, exactly. Small steps. Small steps. So, guys, are you ready for Halloween Scary Story Competition? Ooh. I'm all in. I'm ready. Okay, so I have three stories that I will either play or read today. Mm. Uh, One is short, two others are a bit longer. Mm. And we will not decide who the winner is because that is in the fate, no, in the gesture. In the hands. In the hands, thank you. (laughs) In the face. I have a native speaker here and I'm not afraid to use her. So in the... Your English is probably better than uh, mine. uh, Doubtfully. (laughs) I don't know what is this, like a weird opera singing. This is a musical. It happens. Wherever I go, music follows. This is is musical. So uh, guys, basically, you will have a chance to vote Mm -hmm. for the entire November for the best story. And we will announce the winner in the in December show. So mm-hmm. after you hear the stories, you can go back to the fiveoptions.com, find Halloween special from this year, re-listen them again, and then vote for the best one. Are you ready for the first story? Yes. I'm ready. It I'm will ready. be a rather short one. Okay. I got it in a written format, so I have to read it. Okay. And uh, short one doesn't mean it's not creepy. So <laughs> brace yourself, people. Braced. 
So this has happened to someone I know. A mother was sleeping together in a bed with her three-year-old child. She woke up in the middle of the night and realized her child was not sleeping. So she was trying to convince him to go back to bed. Why are you awake in the middle of the night? Go to sleep. But mommy, that man that lives in the apartment below us is sitting here on the armchair and looking at us. The child replied. The scary thing was that the neighbor downstairs passed away the day before and no one told the child about it. On another occasion, a father of the mother from the first story passed away as well. They were preparing for the funeral and they were trying to urge the same child to hurry up, explaining that otherwise they will get late for grandpa's funeral. And then the child responded, but grandpa is here, he's on the balcony looking at us. This is an authentic family tale. The child is my godson. I would like to stay anonymous. Okay. So I was already... Thank you, first of all, for sending in that story. And yes, stay anonymous. But I want to say, because you were talking about like, oh, maybe involving my five-year-old and calling in in the dead isn't the best idea. I will say this, and I totally believe in this, and it's proven uh, in science and psychology that... Children have a very wide imagination and because of that and wide imagination, plus they have not had a lot of filters as far as which dimensions are real and what's what. And so that's why it's very common for children to see and experience ghosts or uh, apparitions or things like that. And that's why they even talk about, um, I remember listening to a podcast talking about uh, imaginary friends that kids Mm -hmm. would have growing up. And that so many and people kind of went back and realized some of those friends were kids that had passed or ghost. And so we think it's, oh, you know, kids imagination, but it really could just be them communicating with other spirits because they haven't really learned how to shut that off. Yeah, they're, so, they're closer to source. They're closer to source and they haven't really heard that. 100%. So you'll see a lot with kids who are like, oh, yeah. And I've had conversations, especially now they're saying these the children that have born the last like decade or so are really more sensitive to these energies and things. So I totally Absolutely. believe that. But that's great. What are you talking about? Grandpa's on the balcony. Yeah. Exactly, but man. Come on. They're like, you're crazy. You know, I can in this story understand that the kid was having a knowledge that the grandpa has passed away but the kid didn't know that the neighbor downstairs passed away because no one tells you know hey three-year-old little sweet child of mind your neighbor is you know dead yeah no one says that so the child didn't know and he was like but our neighbor is here he's staring at us in the armchair imagine the mother or the father because no that that was the mother in the story and you are so much on spot with that because I believe that children exactly first of all no filters like what's mm-hmm. allowed what's not allowed what's mm-hmm. rational what's not rational right everything that we are being trained to think what's but real also, what's not exactly real. but also this uh, being so young and exactly so close to the source you mm-hmm. know there's fresh perspective perspective fresh, yeah. exactly so that story although it is kind of creepy mm. I completely believe oh, it yeah. that it happened. And uh, yeah. Thank you for that story. I will Thank you very much for the story. I, For the simplicity's sake, because we also have to do the voting, yeah. I called the person Diana. So mm. that was Diana's story. And thank you very much, Diana. And we will now jump to 
Becky. Mm-hmm. And Becky actually have sent us a voicemail. So I will play this one. And this story has happened in Vaila, the city oh. that I live in. So I think we have everything ready from the technical point of view. Let's hit it. Okay, so this is my story. I um, used to live in an apartment in uh, this really old building in in Vila. It was about four years ago. uh, And our apartment was right at the top of the building. We had two floors and the bedrooms were um, in the converted attic. Uh, We had a spare room that I could not go in. Um, the air in the room just was so heavy uh, and dense as soon as you kind of walked through um, the door um, this heavy air would just hit me in the face Um, so I couldn't really spend much time in there uh, during the day Uh, it was really really tough and sometimes I would have to sleep in there maybe twice I slept in there Uh, And uh, just as I was, I would fall asleep, I could feel, it just felt like something was touching me um, or staring at me. So I would instantly wake up and I would have to run out of the room and and go back into my my own room. Um, So, yeah, I spoke to a friend of mine who she was telling me about um, how to kind of clear energy in, in, an, in a house. So I got myself a, st- a sage stick and um, saged the room and asked whatever was there to, um, to kindly leave. And uh, yeah, and that seemed to work. Uh, and that was that was wonderful. Um, and it really cleared the, the air and the energy in the room. A couple of months later, I, I started speaking to our neighbour uh, downstairs and she has a bedroom that's directly underneath my spare room. And she was telling me about how she, her little daughter, who's only a couple of years old, wouldn't sleep in that room. They had to swap rooms. Um, And she also had this really strange smudge, um, black kind of stain on her wall, which looked like a person. And um, yeah, she said all of the the kind of energy disappeared and I asked her when uh, and she said it was around March time something like that and I was like oh wow because that was exactly when I had done the uh, the clearing so um, I don't know what it was that was in the house but uh, it was pretty much um, the energy was in in the whole of the house it was very very weird So that's the story number two. (laughs) Yes. And I think that this is something that is more common than we believe. Oh, yeah. Because um, I think people are kind of afraid to be stigmatized as some kind of uh, weird people, crazy people who believe that kind of stuff. So they are not really sharing that very openly maybe to the people who are around them. I also know that many people are like, ah, I'm imagining this. I'm imagining this, right. you know. So um, yeah. that that was something. That's what do you think? I, oh, I think it's, like you said, it's it's crazy in confirmation when 
uh, she spoke with her neighbor and they're like, my yeah. daughter will not, <laughs> will not sleep. Again, the kids know. Kid was like, no, 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 no. We're yeah. changing rooms. I ain't having it. She was like, I am not having this dense energy right now. But yeah, I think that's the energy I feel like and just feeling so many of stories and ghost stories, people will say like, it just felt dense, felt energy. And the story I had prepared for today was similar where um, I was with some other friends and also we just like walked into a place we were staying. It just felt dense like and it just felt cold and something that you wouldn't know really how to describe and analytically Mm -hmm. like describe and so that's why sometimes you're like oh i'm just imagining it or oh whatever but when you have confirmation like my friends were with me they're like does it just feel like weird in here Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's just kind of believing in your intuition but that's spooky and yes get some sage ethically you know ethically grown sage from very important (laughs) from indigenous yeah like Ethically grown, but yeah, definitely. Can you find that here in Denmark? You can. uh, I've actually found some from like websites or locally. There's some local shops. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I I have I have sage, but I never really. Yeah, or I've I've brought some back from um, the desert, like the desert in Palm Springs, where I'm originally from. So that was like some I brought back with me. But there are some you can find in shops. And if you don't find sage, salt water. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Especially if you can get seawater, it's better. But even salt water, just salt water and yeah. just spray it around your walls. Mm. The problem is you will send all the spirits away with that one, even the good ones. Yeah. So mm. yeah. Ooh. Okay. Also, bay leaf works if yeah. you don't have uh, sage. Yeah. Yeah. I read that somewhere, but I think that uh, the the because someone could argue it wasn't the sage. You just believed that you have banished right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If you use sage and sage makes you think that you banished something, fine, you banished it. But it was there because, you know, that's when you get this kind of double confirmation. Mm -hmm. When you think that something is happening, but you are starting to believe, okay, this is my imagination or maybe I'm getting crazy. And then, you know, your neighbor next uh, from downstairs tells you, well, listen. Yeah, that room is kind of weird. My daughter doesn't want yeah. to go there. It's like uh, it, it has a dense energy. And then you realize you're not the only one. Right. Same like in a first story, you know, the kid. Yeah, maybe it's an imagination. But how could he know that, the, the, the you know, yeah. that the, the, the neighbor have passed away? You know, you don't, you don't invent things yeah. like this when you are a kid. So basically, this is th- these stories have the so-called like the the confirmation from the other source, right. and right. that's make them more credible. Yeah. So whatever works, is it sage? Is it I don't know Holy Mary ten times? Yeah. Is it a uh, uh, can can dance that you will do or whatever? Can can dance. That's how I pray. That's I, how I'm going to start praying. I don't know. I knew that I will provoke it. Yes, yeah, I we, knew. we said music was. It's, yes, it's the mood. We You're don't need a Paris, song. Darling. We don't yeah. need a yeah. song for today. Exactly, we <laughs> are the song for today. We are the song orchestra. for today. But I have the the last story, and thank God we still have time to play it and mm. also to briefly discuss it before we will. I will play it. I would like to say that I have talked with a person who sent it, and mm. there is a possibility to invite her for a one hour. Uh, episode in the future because this story is uh, quite uh, layered it has many aspects not all mm. of them are actually mentioned here but let's hear the story from Aka first Ooh. started when I got pregnant with my f- last child I was around three four months pregnant when I start to feel like somebody is watching me from the corner of the bedroom in the nighttime 
I woke up every night, like three o'clock in the night time, and having this feeling, strange feeling. I was putting it uh, on hormones or something <laughs> that I'm imagining things. My husband also didn't think much about it. But then uh, things kind of escalated from there. I was feeling like somebody's touching my belly in the night time, touching my feet. It was very scary, but still I was kind of trying to reason. I was atheist. But then one morning, my daughter, who was around three in the time, woke up and telling me, whispering me in silence that I saw in the night time that there was a shadow next to you and the shadow moved very fast to the other side, to the daddy's side of the bed. And she said, I couldn't even talk, I was so scared. And that made me terrified because I didn't share with her any of my experiences in the night time. So yeah, that was kind of what made me be scared in the night time and uh, I couldn't sleep anymore appropriately. I started to take uh, naps in the daytime because I was exhausted from the night. We had a painting uh, next to our bed, on top of our bed. It was hanging on the hooks and this painting just fell on my face, like jump out from the hooks. There was other things like switching off the, the light in the toilet when I was alone home, things like that. And yeah, it was kind of, uh, I didn't know what to do about it. So I took the Bible next to me because the experience was kind of spiritual and I didn't know how to fight it. So I took the Bible next to me in the nighttime. And as I again woke up from that trembling feeling, I put the light, night light on. And in that night, this shadow, this weird feeling that some, this person who was watching me, it didn't leave. It was just standing there next to me, in front of me. And he was just moving slightly back and forward. And it was so scary. So I grabbed the Bible and I opened it in a random place. I don't know any, I didn't know anything about the Bible before. So when I was opening it, the Bible was telling me in Job 4.14, fear kept came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones to shake. Then a spirit passed before my face, the hair of my flesh stood up. It, I, it stood still, but I could not dissent the form. Therefore, an image was before my eyes. There was silence. And in that time, I was really shocked about this because it was black and white written in the Bible and I understood, oh my God, that's all real. <laughs> it became so real. My child testimony first and then now, now this. I woke up my husband, I told him everything, the shadow was gone. Shortly after I became Christian, I got baptized when I was still pregnant. Everything was fine. But now my son is three years old and he's telling me that he sees a, a shadow monster, that he want, the shadow monster wants to eat him. Sometimes in the daytime, he's watching cartoon in a living room. I'm going maybe kitchen or toilet and he screams and running to me in fear saying shadow monster, monster is after him. So I don't know. That's my scary story. <laughs>
Holy shit. That was crazy. Is crazy, I guess. Is still crazy. Uh, oh. Guys, we have only five minutes left. So, Candice, I will just give you a background. I got first version of the recording from AK yesterday. Uh, through our, we have a functionality on website when mm. you can record it and send it directly to our podcast and then we can play the file. And she texted me, you know, I can uh, re-record it better because it kind of cut the recording because I only set the limits for three minutes. Right. So she tried again and she sent me two versions and both of the versions, she's talking normally and suddenly when she finishes the the part of the story where the painting falls on the head and she wants to go forward, mm -hmm. it mutes mm. completely. There is silence. The file is still playing, but there is a complete silence. And then the sound comes back at the last four seconds when she says, and that's my scary story. Thank you. <gasps> so it's like something was trying to mute the entire um part when she actually describes the bible right, and right. Uh, the also the escalation mm -hmm. of the activities mm -hmm. uh and we have uh, talked about this because i also called her and uh, there is so many more layers to this story i'm sure cuz that's not just like a you can tell there's always you know little bumps yes. in the night and things and sleeplessness and all of that so yes. i would love to hear a but full episode about I, I think we will invite her for a full episode because uh, yeah. there is also a story of her first daughter and uh, there is also a story of uh, she, she actually wrote me but uh, maybe we will do a show with that lady as, as well she yeah. wrote me actually stories longer my friend who was very much into new age went through the same thing and became Christian after she was terrified and called me because stuff was happening to her and I told her my story our experiences were like copy paste all her family got baptized oh. uh, also her older child saw something like my older child wow so uh this is halloween this is halloween this is halloween 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 halloween, halloween. halloween. Uh, yes i think i think i think it's the model no yeah we are not used to, to the spiritual no more yeah, and so that's we don't have the tools anymore to deal with it. That, exactly, that it's like is we, exactly now we fear it. Now we fear it because, and I think that's where having maybe uh, not maybe, but having more of this focus or resurgence in certain areas on the connection and the gratitude and the healing that comes from taking this time to honor the other spirits and realms and dimensions and all of that stuff. And even if it's it's a stretch, it's like. I think just opening yourself up to wanting to learn more uh, prevents so much fear around it because there can be so much when you're yeah. And to claim and, and if you have a little bit of a if you I, I think the, the thing is to claim sovereignty for yes. your spiritual space because yes. if you don't do it, things come of, in. A yeah. lot of protections, but I yeah. I am the one. A lot of protection spells, a lot of protective crystals and jewelry. I'll I'll be that person. So. Mm. And I, I think that at the end of this show, because we are really running, uh, we have the one last minute, I uh, think that the road to protection 
can be anything that fits you. It can mm-hmm. be Christianity, it can be uh, some pagan religion. It doesn't matter because mm-hmm. the most important thing is to get settled in your own reality and know how to communicate and cr- write a boundary or say what is the boundary between me and the spirit. Right. And maybe that's something that we will need to explore in uh, future episodes. So. Yes. Candace, thank you so very much. Thank you for having me. This was truly, truly a blast. I I was so happy. And we here. basically have like a material for three other episodes. Yeah, we didn't even get into the truth. Oh my gosh, yeah, no we'll thing, have to do it. No I'm missing thing. some of the stories. I wanted to hear your stories. Guys. I know. Okay, yes, we'll I had a out. cool story, but guys, maybe we will do another podcast what the hell you know let's yeah. see let's 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 see what the future brings but mm-hmm. happy halloween happy halloween happy, happy halloween. halloween guys you should sing at the end uh, this is halloween this, this is, is halloween 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 in this town we go home everybody, everybody hail to the, the pumpkin sun <laughs> <laughs> You are listening to You've Got Five Options show, where every week Marta and 